I can never have too much of a good thing. My name is Matt Robinson. Steve Bunda back with us again. He's going twice this week. We had so much to talk about. We didn't get to all of it with him there when he was in earlier this week. That was episode 1131. If you want to check that out, we talked a little CFL. I talked a little Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, talked a lot of Tragically Hip. So that was episode 1131 with Steve Bunda. This, of course, episode 1133. And, uh, and Bunda is back. But uh, Bunda is one of those people whose report card always said the same thing. Participates well in class, does not follow instructions. And he's done that again here today as despite my repeated requests for him to stop doing so, he's brought beer and he has brought a lot of it. Yeah, I brought you a bunch of things, but mainly I want to make sure you drink it today because I brought you a nice big Labatt Extra Dry. It's a 740 milliliter (laughs) tall can. I got you the 740 because you're turning 40. Yeah, the math checks out. So welcome to pointing that out. Welcome to your 40s. It's a a stronger beer, so I want to make sure you hit that one up at some point. We will get to that one for sure. For sure. But right now I gave you the Nickelbrook Heedstock West Coast IPA, I believe it is. Yes. it has a nice, cool guitar uh, on it, it does, which yeah. uh, I liked when I saw it, and I thought, you know what? Let's. I know Maddie would like that kind of stuff, so I just kind of grabbed you a couple pints for your birthday, mainly. So don't say I don't always follow instructions, even though I really have never followed instructions. No, you've never on this pod. followed. This is supposed to be you come here and drink our beer, but the, today you showed up with a pile of stuff. So oh. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. Exactly. It's not every year you turn 40. So God, I hope not. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> so I got you that one. Appreciate it. And what have you gone with out of the, uh, the TCA fridge there? I went with the Kitchissippi German Phil. It's an, uh, yeah, Alterbra Prish Dunkel Lager. So I am sorry if uh, I absolutely butchered uh, <laughs> that name because I have no idea how to pronounce this. So Paul Meek, who is uh, a good buddy over at Kitchissippi Beer, yeah. uh, don't hate me for not knowing uh, the how to pronounce uh, the German side this of it. happens but a lot here. I right? do have German roots. Bunda okay. is yeah. German. Bunda. Yeah. So I'm going to try the German fill and uh, go with this lager and okay. uh, see how this is a nice 5.3. It's a very colorful like can. It's got the German colors on it. Looks really cool. Nice. All right. A nice German logo on it. Let me just take a little sip. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. The first hit of the West Coast IPA here is gorgeous. When you look at what you wanted of a wet, I know the, the, you know, the, the New England IPAs, all that's a little hazier, a little juicier. When you get into a West Coast IPA, you want that snap, right? You want a little crisp hop right up front. And this is bringing that. Bringing uh, it good. Yeah. Good shot. Yeah, for sure. Right up front. So I'm enjoying that quite a bit, man. I appreciate you bringing it. What about yours? How's it treating you there? Yeah, very tasty. Nice, easy drinking lager here with a good, like kind of a Belgian kind of German flavor to it. So I like it a lot. It's, uh, as I read it, the, it was brewed using traditional methods and ingredients. This Dunkel is a malty and rich with a dark ruby brown hue balance with four classic German noble hop additions, including wow. uh, Tanang, sure. Pearl, yeah. Spatter Select, and Hersbrucker. Sure. Uh, naturally carbonated and conditioned by long, cold storage. Kid just sippy, man. They make good stuff too, eh? Yeah, great pints. And, Pretty uh, lucky in a city like this with the number of breweries that are churning out the good shit, eh? Yeah, it was a couple of years ago, I believe, I was talking to a couple of friends from uh, North Bay who uh, I went to school up there for a couple of years and uh, right. they were talking about how they were coming into Ottawa for a bachelor party mm-hmm. and it was because they wanted to do a brewery tour. And so they're like picking my brain about all these tour, or like the the breweries to go to. I believe they had set something up with uh, somebody in, in general, and right. they were going to six. I believe it was uh, six breweries across Ottawa. Hmm. But it's just like he's like, yeah, man, are there even six good ones? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't even think there's six bad ones. Right. Like, I'm like, there's uh, I could list you off like 15 right now man. to hit up. Like, yeah. and he was like, oh man, it's cool. I didn't know how big. And it's like then it made me think. It's like, wow, like you know. The big thing is Prince Edward County, right? Everybody wants yes. to go out to wine country. It's yep. like, it feels like craft brew, uh, craft breweries. It's a pretty big thing in Ottawa right now. There's a lot and there's so many of them all around and so much good stuff. Yeah, it's even so out good. In like the, you know, 
surrounding areas, right? Like when you think about like Ridge Rock and Ashton and oh yeah, like uh, just in the surrounding Wood areas. Wood Brothers, Valley, Alexandria, oh, one of my I favorites. Have not been there yet. Yeah, right? everybody keeps telling me because right? you got to get there like early on a Saturday morning. You got to yeah, then yes. they're only open. You got to wait in line. Right, there's a nice like they have a like a nice uh, pizza oven out that way. Nice. It's okay. literally in the middle middle of like a field. Yeah, and it's like uh, so much love for like the farm. Hit Bob Cage and concert. Yeah, there is not much <laughs> happening in Alexandria. I bought my snowmobile from there in All grade right. nine, so it's like I went back and it's like yeah, I still remember this kind of a shithole. Yeah, <laughs> one main street with like a butchery and whatever is going on. Yeah. A couple other bigger things that since then have, have emerged, but it was pretty cool to go back there and see. But Wood Brothers really good too, and like and just all around, like you said, even if you want to go a little bit Calabogie, right? I yep. know it's kind of based out of auto, but like sure. you know, it is uh, a, a little bit down. There's so many just in the areas that are yes. really cool, and you know, if you, you, it's kind of like Smith Falls, right? Or Smith Falls, we always adapt. Uh, hey, you know, Brooke Henderson is an auto person. Of course, Smith Falls close like, enough. It's also claiming that close enough. <laughs> So it's like in Perth, yeah, right? Perth, there's, same. There's yeah. been a good couple. Lake, what is it? Lake Front or Lake Town? It's Lake Town. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's, man, we're pretty lucky around here, and that's not even naming the ones here in the city that we've been over. No, that's time. what I mean. So, we're yeah. now we're just going outskirts because yes. there's so many. But yeah, across Ottawa, there's so many good ones, and I just you know I just living here and going to so many all the time. I, you don't think about it, but then when I heard my friends from North Bay saying, yeah, we're thinking about doing this. Is this worth it? It's like, yeah, man, like yeah, this is great. 100%. Like that's, I just never thought of Ottawa as like, Hey, let's like go to Ottawa for a craft beer, craft brewery, I guess a bachelor party, which was kind of a cool idea. Well, so you've referenced bachelor party. You're not coming to, uh, to the 40th birthday shindig cause you are off to a bachelor party in Montreal. And I think I said to you the moment you told me that you couldn't make it like, I'll cancel my party to come to Montreal for a bachelor party. Um, you know, how much can you tell us here, man? What are you, what are you looking at? Is this, is this going to be a pretty, you know, you're going to be beat up next week. Uh, I'm going to be beat up because, uh, it's going to be multiple nights in Montreal. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to Montreal in quite some time. I went to Montreal two years in a row. Uh, one like was- right behind Vegas, eh? like the second most bachelor party weekend in North America. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 No, Montreal is a great spot for that. I remember I went for my 18th birthday. Uh, I saw UFC. Uh, nice. I saw Chuck Liddell, one of Chuck Liddell's last fights. He got knocked out by Shogun Rua. Okay. And then Anderson Silva fought Damian Maya, and it was wow, a very okay. terrible fight. But I remember, like, <laughs> Chet Congo was uh, on Chet the card. Chet Congo, look at Yeah, there were some big-time names back. GSP was not fighting. He was in the crowd, though, and it yeah. erupted. I also remember seeing uh, there was a there was a fight because the Bruins and the Habs were playing each other in the playoffs. And <laughs> some uh, some smarty from Boston <laughs> thought it was okay to come wearing a Boston Bruins to jersey a, to, to a, a UFC event. Show. And what do you think happened? He yeah. got, he's got he his got ass kicked in a beer head. line. Yeah. And I remember being like, holy shit, I just turned 18. I'm not used to seeing this kind of shit. Uh, but it was uh, it was kind of fun uh, to just go there for that. Yeah. And then the following year, I wanted to see Sum 41 at Warp Tour. Okay. But I had to work in the morning. So I got there late, and then I ended up not seeing Sum 41. So I ended up going to Yeah, the thing about Monday. Warped is they always shuffle the lineup, right? And they're not on for very long. No. And uh, you don't the, know the lineup. Either. No, that's the deal. They don't announce it until that day. And in principle... It's a neat idea, right? Like, sure, yeah. yeah. Some days the headliners are playing at one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon, and and the lesser known bands play later. And it, it's it's a way to make sure everybody gets equal exposure. As you, but as a fan of someone who's coming just to see one or two bands, you're like, fuck! I really wish you just tell me up front what time they're playing. <laughs> seriously, at, right? seriously. So, yeah. And that's what happened because I had to work in the morning with my buddy. Yeah. 
And we were just like, all right, we got to hurry up and get done. And like it was like noon and we left. And Montreal isn't far, right? It's like an hour and a half away sure. if you're, you're ripping. And by the time we checked into our hotel, we went right to the venue too because we knew we didn't know what time the sun was coming on. And yeah. we just we were just trying to get everything. And it's like, all right, well, let's just go blow our money somewhere else because we missed out on some 41. <laughs> and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a great lineup. And a lot of the bands we wanted to see were have already been seen. Yeah. So before we bought the one day pass to get in, uh, it was already just like, you know what, let's just not go anymore. So right. this is my, uh, it's been a good break. So that was 18 and 19. Right. Uh, I'm 32 now. Uh, <laughs> I have been around Montreal, but sure. I've not been in Montreal yeah. for something in a little while. So this is going to get a little wild, I'm sure, uh, especially with 11 dudes. Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, so you're taking some small bills. Some okay. small bills, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, Probably a pretty rowdy one. I, and I don't want to say too much more because I do know that there's other plans in the works okay. and I don't need a uh, buddy who's on Twitter to see this podcast <laughs> and then say, okay, yeah, Bund Bund okay. is talking about a bachelor party, but uh, something tells me someone's getting kidnapped Okay, on Friday. I like this. Friday All right, man. Friday at work. Okay. That sounds legendary, man. And I'm still a little bit jealous. Yeah. That, uh. Did you end up getting the, the sign put up that you wanted, I believe, that uh, <laughs> when we were texting the one day about a certain athlete? Uh, what is it uh, that I said? I'm that, trying uh, to remember this, now too. This yeah. guy's been around the league for uh, for. This guy's been around forever and has zero sexiness. Yes, yes. I think, and I don't remember if this came up. I definitely tweeted it out. I put it on our Instagram. I don't remember if this has come up on the show. You and I were texting about one of the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> players. Yeah. And it just said, yeah, your text said, this guy's been around forever, has zero sexiness. Yeah. <laughs> was, I want that as a banner to hang up at my 40th it's, birthday it's party. Actually <laughs> selling hats, t-shirts, <laughs> having a lot of fun. Like that's a. Been around forever, zero sexiness. Sexiness, man. It, it is a lot of fun though. But, true, uh, man. True. But yeah. As much as you're, I, I, I wish I was uh, going to be about the party tonight. I think I told you already too. Like I don't have much. This is one of the years where I don't have much going on in terms of weddings. I've yeah. been through enough weddings yes. last four to five years where I've been in either bachelor parties or I've been in, uh, you know, part of wedding parties. I've been sure. part of, uh, you know, I've been an MC for weddings. Like there's, I've had a lot, like four or five. So one year it's like, oh, I've only got one wedding and one bachelor party this year. I'm like, that's a pretty good year. Yep. And it just so happens that everything just about everything happens on that time. one weekend. It's yep. like, uh, it's uh, one of my buddies having a housewarming party at a pool party this weekend. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't go. And he's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like, no, I, <laughs> I'm out of Montreal. It's like, Matt, sorry, I can't come to your fun party yeah. either. It's like, now I feel like a dick and I've only ever got one thing going on all summer. <laughs> just how it rolls out, right? I'll have a pint or two for you, man, in yeah. your honor. So at least yeah. five. Yeah. Oh my at God. least five. It's your 40. You know, I'm getting old, right? It's I, your 40. I don't bounce dude. back like I used to. Uh, you referenced there that you'd been to a, a UFC in Montreal. As you know, I've been to a UFC in Montreal. That was GSP versus Carlos Condit. That was fucking fantastic. But in the news right now, uh, GSP, nope, in the news right now. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> I was about to rip open my phone and see what I missed. Yeah. Uh, in the news right now is Conor McGregor. And not for really any good reasons. I remember you and I have talked about this before. The idea that the ultimate fighter is the reality TV show and they have two big name coaches and they kind of run through this reality show. And at the end of it, the coaches fight. And so it's supposed to be Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor. And we've been wondering, was Conor going to reenter the USADA drug testing, uh, you know, whatever they call it program, the drug testing pool. Yeah. And essentially you have to have been in it for six months and have submitted two negative tests before you're allowed to fight again. And so the whole thing was, I, like, I think the series is going to wrap up in August, is it not? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's every Tuesday night, I believe, yeah. on TSN two, and it's yeah, I think it's supposed to be by the end of August. So you're sort of normally wanting to have that fight very much in that neighborhood, right? You don't wait too long. But we were waiting and waiting and waiting to see whether Connor was going to turn up in the testing pool, and he hasn't, at least in the sense of getting anything done in 2023, right? We're sitting here now in the middle of June. They're not going to have anything during Christmas week. Um, you know, so there will be no Connor versus Michael Chandler fight in September, October, November, December. He's also now facing, I don't know if it's charges or just allegations of something that happened. Allegations as of right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> actually it was a great scene of him fighting, uh, the Miami heat mascot oh, knocking out the mascot during the NBA. Final. And I guess he yeah. really hurt him, right? Like the guy fell down more than Connor hurt him, but it, the, the thing was staged. But anyway, that was amusing. Apparently though, later on, allegedly Connor has been accused of some not so good shit. We'll see what's going to come of that. But as we sit here now, there's no evidence that he has a re-entered the pool or B submitted any, it wouldn't necessarily matter. I guess if he hadn't submitted any tests yet, he would have six months to submit two tests. But as far as we know, he hasn't re-entered the pool, man. And so this was the risk we talked about all along. Would that fight ever get paid off? This was the idea was to use Conor McGregor, that big name, to re-energize the Ultimate Fighter uh, reality show series and then bring him back for what would honestly be a pretty interesting fight against Michael Chandler. Great fight. And now it doesn't even look like it's going to happen. And Michael Chandler, pretty pissed, right? He's getting frustrated. That was his next money fight. Uh, what do you think of all this, man? Yeah, and, and this all comes to light. Like the thing what I've been dealing with is we had no idea where McGregor has been at if he's entered or not entered the USADA the like yeah. the pool, right? And that's it's what, you know, the UFC has a problem right now because some of these guys and I, you know, I'm not going to name names, but uh, Dilla Shaw, who's already been suspended for PEDs, mm -hmm. he did the kind of same thing following his fight where he kind of lost his shoulder against uh, Aljamain Sterling. That Oof. fight never really had much, but he ended up retiring right away. And it's like McGregor had that ugly leg break against uh, Dustin Poirier where he then and like he retired. There was no check. He said that he believes that one of the kicks that he checked is what broke your leg. There was no check. There was not one of them I checked. No check. And he's just like, <laughs> the guy broke his leg and he instantly Kidding retired. And then he got huge. Yes. Like, and it's just like ridiculous. <laughs> and it's just like. He's looking big. Exactly. He's looking big. And, and so now we're getting to the point. And Michael Chandler's a bigger too. Like yep. he's a bigger lightweight, but yep. it's something where we don't know much about this. So when it was announced, it's like, okay, cool. But is he, has he entered USADA yet? And it's like, if this was announced, I think in April, like yep. a couple months yep. ago. So yep. it's like, we weren't really sure what's going on here. Um, and it's like, I've heard there's mixed reports and I think he's claimed that he's been in it. But then this week we saw Michael Chandler put out a video yeah, and he's been asked to test because, you know, he's currently a fighter in the sure. UFC and he's sour because, you know, he, he sees what's happening. Like you said, uh, Conor McGregor right now, he's failing rape allegations and he's being mm -hmm. like, he's being accused of assault and rape following that game four of the uh, NBA finals yeah. in Miami, yeah. where there's like video evidence of like him kind of, you know, going into a washroom with a girl and it's. It doesn't look good, but no. we don't know what's going on there. So legally, uh, it's it just, all alleged. It's yeah. but it's also more of Conor McGregor. What the hell are you doing? Yep. Because this is a guy that can never get out of trouble. Like right. he's always like, and the only way for him to stay out of trouble, I believe, is for him to be in the octagon. And he hasn't been in the octagon for years now. So now to see, um, you know, Dana White was the one that put out there and said that McGregor is expected to compete by the end of the year this year. Uh, 
Dustin Poirier took out the video and he's got his drug testing kit that he has to, you know, complete and like and do. Michael Chandler. Yeah, Michael Chandler. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know who I said right Dustin there. Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier. I'm thinking <laughs> We're dragging Ma- him in for no reason. <laughs> well, because McGregor just fought him, right? Yeah, so 100%. It's, like, yeah. it, it's kind of like, all right, but, you know, he makes up, you know, there's 170. Yeah, this know, video was like, hey, here they are showing up at my door again. I'm doing my part, right? I'm doing the test. Yeah. Where the fuck you at, Connor, right? Like, and, and and his quote goes, you know what? All right, guys, like Connor's not in USADA, so that breaks that kind of news. Uh, and then he goes 179 days until December 16th, which is supposed to be the last pay-per-view yes, yeah. of the year in the UFC. And USADA shows up at his door just to ask him. So he says, boy, where are you at? Yep. And then he posted this and like the frustration's there. And that's, that's, this is the thing. It's, you know, Connor has been around toting that he's fighting, but he's never entered USADA. Could you be any more obvious that you're probably on PEDs during your retirement <laughs> and you just aren't clean? There's so much going on here. It's just like, and I get like the legalness is a certain thing to bring up right now because of what happened, like I said, at the game four of the NBA finals. Sure. But it's also before that. Like, what have you been doing before that? Yep. Why are you not in USADA yet? Right, yeah. You're, you're on the ultimate fighter. And you know, you asked me, I think it was, uh, we, the last time I was on, it was the night after episode one. Yes. I haven't tuned in again just because I was rubbed the wrong way about the U- like the ultimate fighter. It's just, yep. it's not what it used to be. And it's like, I haven't had the appeal to want to go back. Well, and you were saying then he was hardly showing up, right? Yeah. Like, and so like, what are you doing? But it was like, it was kind of all fancy. Here's Conor McGregor in his suits and he's such a yes. cool dude. And that's like, he doesn't show up to weigh-ins for his fighter. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, he's already not showing up to weigh-ins yeah. in episode one for his first fight of this fight. Right. But then like the guy shows up to the fight the next day and it's like, all right, here's the walk in entrance of the fighter. Here's your opponent. Okay. Oh, but then here comes here's a nice Connor. big fancy Lamborghini rolling up slowly. The slow mo. <laughs> it's like when you're watching Raw yeah. and Vince shows up at 15 minutes before the end of the show in his limo. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so dry. It's just, it's not what it used to be. The ultimate no, fighter no. on Spike TV was awesome TV because it was just guys getting kind of drunk and silly. And that was the whole point though, right? Was can Connor reignite it? And the answer is no, no. He doesn't appear to care, and, and that's the thing. I, I he's he's pretty much earned his fuck you money. I yeah. think uh, when he fought yep. Mayweather, um, you know he had I, like going over his record, like he beat Donald Cerrone with those weird <laughs> awkward shoulder knock, yes. like a shoulder knockout that broke his nose and forced a stoppage early on in the in the first round of that fight. Dude, the guy has, hasn't won a fight since like I think it's twenty eight seventeen. Yeah, like it just. He hasn't like he's won one fight against Donald Cerrone. So it's cheats, like, right? he, yeah, the old, uh... and, and so now he's out of the uh, UFC, but he's always in the headlines because you know he's the the notorious, right? He's he's yeah. the man, like Conor McGregor. He's 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 a celebrity now more than he's a fighter. Exactly, and it's just it's it's so unfortunate to see someone who was so good, a two time champion. Right now, it's like you haven't seen him. Uh, people that hear about him don't even know that he was a great fighter. And how like his story of coming from nothing to becoming a, like a, you know a, a huge like a hundreds of millions of dollars yep. like a hundred million dollar contract whiskey, he was already the, doing yeah, yeah he was making three million dollars a fight with the UFC he yeah. then goes and makes a hundred million dollars to fight this boxing match while he was a two time champ then comes back fights Habib Nurmagomedov then kind of is all out of sorts yeah. oh I'm making a comeback fight Donald Cerrone then he gets his <laughs> ass kicked by Dustin Poirier breaks his leg it's like the guy but all through those years when he was kind of in flux he wasn't doing anything and it just all he's doing is getting in trouble, getting yeah. in trouble. And it just seems like the guy is not able to handle himself in public anymore. And it's unfortunate because he was such a great fighter and so good for the sport of UFC. It's why I guarantee the UFC had him on the ultimate fighter, because I believe that their ratings haven't been very good lately. No, right. and, uh, and I'm going to chalk it up too, because it's very watered down TV of an, a one hour episode you see once a week on ESPN and TSN. So it's not what you would use. Well, not to even see. on ESPN. It was on ESPN plus ESPN plus, right, but TSN so. two picks it up yeah, here in yeah, Canada. Yeah. So we're able to watch it. 
And it's just like, okay, it's cool. But it's also like even the Ultimate Fighter now. I'm more into the invested in these Dana White Contender series right. because you're watching just guys fight. Like I liked the Ultimate Fighter aspect and I was like more into it a lot more uh, when it was uh, like kind it, of the that, classic it, 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 scene. 100%, man. It helped the UFC explode right back in 05 oh, or it whatever huge. it was. It, it was huge. It was the biggest the thing. biggest thing. Saved the UFC. Yes. Stephen Bonner versus Forrest Griffin. Built it. Always. And it's just been downhill ever since. They've never been able to revive it and create that initial vibe again, right? Well, so, they, they were for years. Yeah, when it was on Spike TV. It was fine. Ultimate Fighter Season 10, which was the heavyweight. it was never that big again. No. It, once it literally got off Spike TV, like I said, it, it, it kind of turned into, all right, where is it going to go? Yeah. The UFC has been in flux, and I believe that it's run by ESPN and Disney. So yep. it's like I said, it's very watered down. It's just, all right, here's a fighter. You don't get the fun, the craziness, the unfiltered, like you watch The Bachelor, the reality TV. It's to see, <laughs> you know, all these drunk people Mills doing Island. silly. Yeah, all these weird <laughs> shows that they do in reality TV. And it's like, all right, well, now the UFC is going to do one, but it's really, it's terrible. So it's like the Ultimate Fighter, Milf Island crossover episode. Oh, man, let's if they're going to do that, I let's might watch, tune in. Just let's to see watch it, that. See how that gets going. But it, it, it's just so unfortunate because like you said, it was so monumental, but it's yeah. like the Dana White Contender Series is still a really good way for a lot of young guys to get in the UFC. 100%, it's man. happening a lot. Look at guys like Sh- Sean O'Malley. He's about to fight for a belt here in August. I can't wait for that. But like he was a Dana White Contender Series graduate. Guys like uh, Almeida, the heavyweight who's making his way up the ranks right now, yeah. is taking guys down and just like he's the unorthodox heavyweight right now that just wants to do ground and pound. So many of these guys that are coming from the ultimate fighter but it's like there's not a lot of or sorry the Dana White contender series but right. you now bring out the ultimate fighter and I think the one thing I didn't like this year either was the fact that it's like all right we're doing has-beens so guys that have won like Brad Katona who's yes. from Canada he's he's won the ultimate fighter before but he hasn't been in the UFC for a couple of years now and even though I believe he has one or two losses on his record but just not a like now he's got a fight for another UFC contract against a new guy and it's it's different but I didn't like it and then the Connor aspect and it's like I watched it for Volkanovski versus Ortega yeah. And I kind of wasn't loving it, but I was more invested in the fighters. But I also love Volk so much that it, and it made me hate Ortega because I hated seeing him show up late. So yeah. to training and watching him just like, and you know, Volk's there, he's on time and he was just such a champ. Everything you'd expect him to be from the mic. Right. A uh, pro. You know, yeah. Like, and, and just hear, hearing him on the mic, it's like almost corny because it's like, you know, it's not true because he's such a good dude and such a great hardworking That's champion. always been his issue, right? Exactly. It's the shit talking. Ex- like, you're not feeling it, man. <laughs> no, he's like a GSP, right? They can't do it. And yeah, then when they try, just it's guy. just stop. Just yeah. stop. Up. It's you ruining it and seeing a guy like Ortega, he's like taking, he's late for training because he's taking selfies with guys at yeah. Starbucks and it's like <laughs> your team's over here training, waiting for you, dude. So, well, so I, let me ask you, just let me cut you there and ask you, are we, I guess at this point, it looks like 2023 20, is out the window. Are we ever going to see the Connor? versus Michael Chandler fight. Is it even going to happen at all, do you think? Obviously, a lot's up in the air now, especially with this pending investigation for rape and sexual yeah. assault, right? That's yeah. that's the big thing that is very unfortunate that we uh, hope, like I said, I hope, uh, you know, this is a situation where I, I don't even know what to hope for because I, I won... I'm not. Uh, I don't cheer for Conor McGregor anymore, like I used to, because he's just not the same guy anymore. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a, not a good dude anymore. Right. And I don't know if he's guilty or not in this situation, but uh, I hope he's not. And I hope this is a situation that it was a misunderstanding. But if he was guilty, then I hope he gets thrown in bars and we don't see him any anymore because yep. it just goes to show that this guy just can't take life serious if he's going to Miami Heat games for Game Four and he's knocking out mascots and then he's you know getting into this situation while he's also in the middle of filming yeah. the Ultimate Fighter and, and should be focusing on his fights and his career and said he's focusing more on the camera and doing silly stuff and getting into trouble. It just goes to show that this guy just can't take uh, being famous very well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, 
do I think it's going to ever happen? A lot obviously depends on what happens there, yeah. but I also don't, uh, I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. It's so frustrating to see, like I said, a wasted talent like Conor McGregor was. Well, and because, the waste of time that it's been for Michael Chandler. And that's the other thing too, right? And, and you're trying to hype up the show by having this and it's like, but there's no fight yet. No. Okay. So what are we really watching for? I'm not here to watch the ultimate fighter to see Conor McGregor get out of a fucking Lamborghini slow motion here. Like, I don't care about that stuff. I think think Chandler's two and three and only in the UFC, which isn't a great record, Uh, but man, he's talented. Is he he even two and three? The one thing I I don't remember his record right now, but the one thing that frustrates me with Michael Chandler is just a stupid fighter. Yeah. And you've mentioned that before. And I think that's legit, but he is a entertaining fighter and oh, his warrants and his deserving was to be fireworks oh yeah like and unreal. so at this point you're sort of looking at it like this guy's time's being wasted completely right like even if you don't think he's a smart fighter and i tend to agree with mm-hmm. you on that he does deserve to be there he does deserve and and he would have signed up to do this show under the understanding that at the end of it, I'm going to get a payday when I fight Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing this show. I'm wasting my time. I'm not going to get the Conor payday. And then I'm going to have to sit around and wait for a couple months to see who I'm getting next. And right? he's someone too that's a little bit older. That yeah, yeah. He, I don't know how many fights he has left in him. And right. like he, he's brought that up before. Um, and, and where I, a lot of my beefs with him is, is I don't have it uh, with him as a person or anything like that. No, no. I, I just, I, 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 it frustrates me to watch him as a fighter. Cause I look at the, I watched the Charles Oliveira one where, yeah. you know, he, he's got Charles Oliveira almost knocked out in the first round, but then he's like, instead of letting him get up, he's trying to ground and pound against one of the best jujitsu guys on the ground. There is right. Like ever to be in the UFC, like Charles Oliveira is a dominant on the yes. ground. What are you doing? Like just stupidity in that, like let him <laughs> up and fight him, and like knock him out, finish the fight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I watched the Dustin Poirier one, same thing. He's got Dustin Poirier uh, on the cage and he's, he's throwing him and he's got him ready. And he's, he admitted after the fight, he's like, man, I was dazed there. But you know what happened? He went for a level change. Yeah. And it's like, are you dumb? Like, and it just, it bothers me, the fight IQ that this guy has, because like you said, so entertaining. And it's like, Justin Gaethje's that guy too, where he's yep. kind of a brawler. Yep. And I can't wait to see him versus Poirier. That's going to be amazing. Oh man, man that's going to be in for the, <laughs> the quote unquote BMF title because, yes. uh, it's, that's going to be brought out again, which, uh, I just, I don't care about the title part of it. Either. I don't want them to trot out the rock and make it a big deal anymore. <laughs> I just want to see, uh, these two guys go to war because it's going to be a. Banger, oh, man. Man. Dustin Poirier is so good, and yes. he he's a guy that you know deserves a title shot more than anything. And he's and kind Gaethje of is always entertaining. And Ga- always Gaethje entertaining. too, his fight again, his one of his last fights, I believe. I cannot remember who he fought off the top of my head, but he uh, he said that he d- he's going to make one more run at a title. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that's his big thing. And and he's in that spot too where he's he's had wars, man. The guy gets into the octagon and uh, he's an all world wrestler, and he's never once attempted a takedown. And it's just like, are you kidding me? And this guy just wants to go and put a show, and he's a yep. monster in there. It, it, it kind of catches up to him because you look at a couple of his title runs where you know he had that title opportunity. He beat to- Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. He didn't want the belt. Love that aspect where he's getting the belt after beating Tony Ferguson last minute. And he's like, all right. And he throws it on the ground. He's like, I'm waiting for the real one. I don't want to be an interim champion. I want to be the real one. But then he gets choked out by Nab- uh, Habib Nurmagomedov right away. Yeah. And so yeah. he's kind of always had that where he shows up to these big title fights. He doesn't adapt well. So this is a big one. And Dustin Poirier has been the same thing. He's kind of had to grind his way through the UFC, but he's always been one of those guys that his charity work is very much recognized sure. in the UFC. Seems like he's one of the real, real good dudes in the UFC in terms of fighting in general. Um, but he's always had some, he's had some crazy wars, man. You, yes. you go over the years, there's about 
five fights you can name. I think of him and Dan Hooker a couple yeah. years back. I think it was right around or before the pandemic. I cannot remember. Right but, around the beginning of it. Yeah, but it was just a no, war, war, dude. And then, yeah. you know, he, he, you know, he hasn't elected to go for a title. He goes against Conor McGregor to do that. He's just been a guy that's done things the right way. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to love that fight. It's going to be, be sweet. Great, but, you know, when you got to guys like Chandler, though, it's like he's been, he has, he hasn't been around very long, but it's that's because, it. You're wasting his time now. But he's also been a part of like, you know, Bellator, other fight yeah. hiding. And so he's in a spot but he's where. He's looking to make money. As you said, he's up there a little bit, right? The Connor thing for sure. is a money fight. And now not only am I not getting that fight, you've wasted a year of my time and I don't have a lot of time. So I think it's rough, man, for a guy like that. I, Connor's, Connor's become a bit of a bummer, right? Like he's just straight bummer. It, 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 it sucks. And I, I almost hate talking about it sometimes. Cause yeah. it's just like, uh, I, like I said, I used to love him. I, you know, I, sure. as a, uh, at this someone, point, he's a name. I, I got an Irish sport. family, right? So yeah. it's like, you, we adapt to those kind of people. Like now I'm like, Hey, you yeah, know, earlier he, in the show, you were German. Yeah. <laughs> German, Irish and Canadian. Okay, dude. All, right. all the beer drinkers, all in one, man. Uh, but I just, you know, Ian Gary is a guy that's like a young up and coming guy. Yeah. And he's talking about how he wants to be the next Conor McGregor. You know, he's got photos as a kid standing with Conor McGregor. And now He's one of the, I think he's, he's still undefeated, but he's kind of one of the up and coming guys in the UFC who's from Ireland. And, you know, you got guys like Patty Pimlet, who's from the UK, who's big. Uh, and he's kind of trying to do some stuff like that where he becomes an international star like Conor McGregor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sean O'Malley, he's got the Irish ties, uh, Irish name, but he's, he's not from there. I nah. believe he's from, uh, I can't I'm remember. souring on him a little. Hey, hey, let's just wait and see if he. he sorry, no, not him. I'm souring on Patty. Oh, Patty Pimblett. Yeah, his last fight was very unfortunate because he he clearly he lost that fight. Showed himself as a bit of a douche on a pot there with Dana White. And, yeah, uh, he he's kind of made Sugar buddy, Sean buddy. though. I got time for that. Yeah, Sugar yeah. Sean. I really uh, curious to see because it sounds like Aljo is going to be uh, Aljamain Sterling, the champion, yes. uh, bantamweight champion. He's going to be moving up, I believe, uh, is what he's announced after the fight. So uh, I'm curious to see how this fight goes in general. But Aljamain Sterling has been a guy that. Uh, he's been awesome as a champ, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's such sure. a shitty way to start when you you technically win the title via DQ because of Peter Yan, who you know need yeah. him in the head when he yes. was on the ground, which is you know he got disqualified from that, so that's how he won the belt. But then he backed it up right away by defending it, by beating him, and then you know by having some big time. He's been legit since. Yeah, he's yeah. been legit, but he's improved every time. Like yeah. I look at a lot of these fighters and how they handle themselves. That's where, like I say, I'm always curious to see how they are when they come back into the octagon. Uh, Israel Adesanya, I was curious how he would bounce back after his loss to Jan Makovic. But then not only that, then Alex Pereira comes in yep. and knocks him out. And again, it's like, all right, now I don't know what he's going to do. Came back, knocked him out in the first round. All those round. guys, right? All you those miracle s- stories. Remember? Kamaru Usman is my guy now. Who? How is he going to respond, right? Yeah. He's had a rough couple years now. And, and just, I mean, I guess a year and a bit, but you know, he's had a rough couple fights. So you always want to see how these guys adapt and where they go. Yep. And for me, I'm curious to see what happens for Aljamain Sterling. But for Sean O'Malley, right, he, you know, his fight against Peter Jan, um, I test. It looked like Jan won. You go back, you see the significant strikes. You watch the fight again. I absolutely see an avenue where um, O'Malley beat him by. I think he had struck him by like forty strikes, like yeah. significant strikes yeah. too. So you know he did a good job and he knocked him down a bit. And it, he, he it was a good fight. So I want to see now how to. Sh- but then he's been off for a while here. So now he's had lots of time to kind of get in and build in. He doesn't need the money to fight as often. So you want to see how that fight goes. And I don't even know what we started this topic about. No, that. I know. We're all- and we're just kind of talking UFC right now. <laughs> 
Ben will, right. That's I'll, totally I'll shift fine, back man. to Conor McGregor because you go back and you look at the sense of how Conor started out as a double champion and he's never been able to regain it since no. he's had a loss. And Ronda Rousey, same thing. What yeah. happened? She lost twice. She quit and went to wrestling. Like there's so many of these champs when they're, they're not used to losing and then they do. It's such a mental aspect to it. Nunez, and, eh? Yeah. And Nunez, Nunez decides yeah. I'm sick of winning. Oh, my I'll favorite I think was uh, Dana White. I'm hiding from Juliana Pena for a little while now <laughs> because she is pissed and rightfully so, man. But like, yeah, well, it, it, you got to look and, and that's the thing. Conor McGregor's never been able to get it back yeah. and it's unfortunate because it happens for so many. Like I said, there's uh, for every GSP, uh, you know, Volkanovski guys that are just, you know, true legit champions that, you know, hold the belt for a long time, represent it, do everything right. Uh, mics are good. You don't have to be good on the mic. You just, you're like that true champion. Yes. Those days are almost like they're, they're so rare, right? And, you know, Kamar Usman was kind of there, but yep. you could see like it's, it's coming at it. There was a few of the, we talked about this a hundred times on the show, right? The idea of all of these guys over the last year to 15 months yeah. that lost, right? Izzy Adesanya, Kamaru Usman, right? Like all of these, Charles Oliveira, these champions, all were losing at the same time. And I asked you a hundred times, right? Is this good or bad for the sport that we're turning the page on all these legends all at the same time? And half of them gave it right back. Yeah. Right, like and Nunez was part of that. Amanda Nunez had lost, as you suggest, to the line uh, asked the goat, though, right? Yeah, to Pena, and a lot of them turned around, came right back and won, and almost undid whatever that story was, right? Yeah. So, and that's where I look at guy like, uh, like I look at Kamara Usman because he suffered the tough knockout yeah, to Leon Edwards, twice, yeah. but and but like that was a thing. It was a crazy head yes. kick knockout yeah. in a fight that he was winning, he, yes. no doubt was winning that fight. I think he lost one round of that entire fight. He was dominant. Kamara Usman, yeah, yeah, was dominating before he got kicked in the head late. But, and he was that guy that was that champion that was terrible in the mic, but trying to get into the trash talk. You're starting to talk yeah. about him with GSP yeah, in well, that the, division. Especially right. in the welterweight, right? Yes, like, yeah. you know, GSP w- didn't get into the, that spot for a little bit, but yeah. it, it was, uh, it took him a while and he had the losses early rather than late. And then right. he, he retired, came back, fought middleweight. But I look at a Kamaru Usman, but then he had that, that rematch with Leon Edwards yep. and you just got beat. Yep. You didn't get like, you know, he just no, got he just, beat. He just got beat. And so now it's like, okay, now like that, it goes to show he wasn't the same fighter after the knockout in the first fight. Well, that's where you have to be. Like uh, Israel Adesanya, you know, he had never been knocked out other than by a guy like Alex Perea. And his loss to Bukovic was just a, just a, a you know, weight class mismatch, weight class mismatch for sure because he he can never make the weight. I think he, he barely even made weight to to get into that weight class. But, you know, when we <laughs> see this. showed up for the weigh-ins. Oh, and he's eating pizza. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm barely making weight. And that's just. Like, like he, too light for yeah. people who aren't familiar with you. Like, yeah. he's trying to come up to light heavyweight and. Blahovitz is a big guy trying to get down. Right? Yeah, losing, losing, Blachowicz losing. is probably losing. walking around at two twenty five, right. fighting at two twenty five. Adesanya you showing up eating pizza, he like right make one ninety at the weigh ins going. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the thing. I, I think it's good for the UFC because it brings up a lot. Like um, you always asked me, and I've always loved it, even though it's not popular opinion. <laughs> I love that uh, Moreno versus uh, Davidson Figueredo fought four times. Four times. I thought it was sweet because you know what? There was not a lot going on in those divisions no. where that was the fight to watch, and they always put on a show. There was always a storyline whether it be the DQ or not the DQ but the point loss in the first sure, fight yeah, yeah. and then you know just how things had one a war yeah wars and it's like now and I believe Figueredo is <laughs> now moving up so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes but I, I do think it is good for the UFC to have some turnover because you know it was so good for Juliana Pena to get that win over Amanda Nunes yep. because it makes a name for her mm-hmm. but she has that always forever and like that's why it sucks yeah, so much now, for her to never have that rematch yes. rubber match to, to settle things now, uh, I, I still think Nunez would dummy her again like I think that was 
But Peggy Juliana Peña is bad. I I'm I'm agreeing with you. I like her. I think she is good. But if Nunez had walked away having never lost to any of these people, you destroy that division. It's it's similar to oh, yeah. what's going on with Francis Ngannou, right? Where he walks away as the heavyweight champ. Nunez is walking away as the champ, but at least somebody beat her, right? Like yeah. Peña can now hang her hat on that and say I'm the only one who who did that. And yeah, Nunez came back and and won the rematch. But Pena can say, you know, we never had the rubber match. So, you know, it's it's an interesting conversation. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it's all going to shake loose. But uh, we're out of time for today. Appreciate you coming in again, man. Appreciate the beers, all of that stuff uh, as we get out of here. Thank you for checking out episode 1133 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. For Steve Bunda, my name is Matt Robinson. We'll see you next time. That's it. Not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Call the weekend guy, I don't care.